Our Father, our God, again, we just say thank you. Thank you for Christ. Father, um, just thank you. Thank you for the move of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for these men, women, and children that have come here this morning to exalt your holy name, Father, and we want to do it in addition to our singing and to our prayer and to our instruction, but now, Father, in uh, the explication of your word, Father, let, let me say what I need to say, no more, no less, and let the hearts uh, be open to receive. Father, we just so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for Christ. We just love you and we praise you, and it's in his name we ask it all. Let every heart say, Amen. Amen. Thank you, praise team. So we are continuing our systematic study of the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, today we want to pick up at the third chapter, reading at the first verse. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. Share with you now, uh, as we've been walking through the text, uh, the Acts of the Apostle, if we're not careful, uh, we, became, we can become numb or immune or even forget uh, what uh, what are the lessons to be gleaned from the text? You know, just, we know the text. We, we know the text. We know, we know the text. This is, this is, this is, this is, <laughs> I mean, how many times as a, as a child I've heard this, this portion of text preached and folks just get happy glad you know, with the text. And that there's everything right, there's nothing wrong with it, trust me, trust everything right, nothing wrong with it. But sometimes I'm convinced things can be hidden in plain sight. That, that, that the, the deeper, fuller, dare I say, harder lessons are there, but you know, it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like uh, uh, me with dessert. It's like, you just wanna hurry up, cut to the chase. Let's see, let's get to the dessert. Let's, let's get to the, you know, Gail's Peach Cobbler. Uh, you know, let's, let's go there. But, boy, Brussels sprouts, really? Seriously? I just, I do, I do, do we have to, you know? Uh, uh, not, and again, hopefully this is not Brussels sprouts. I, <laughs> man, <it's amazing. laughs> um, first, let's recognize that the two apostles continue to do the things that they knew to do. Remember, we've gone through two chapters. Holy Spirit has, again, it, it, it looked like flames of fire lit on every, it, that's what it looked like. You know, again, I'm trying to put words to what actually went down two millennia ago. And it, it was so incredible that people began to speak in languages that weren't their own. It was so incredible that as Peter 
explained what they were witnessing and they, he took them through Joel and, and, and marched them through what had recently happened and how they had crucified Jesus and it moved the people so much that 3,000 folks said yes. Yeah, just, yeah, and that's, again, that's probably just the, just the men. But even in all of that, and Jesus, Jesus telegraphed, he's like, okay, you know, uh, you can, you can, the temple's going to be torn down, but it's going to be raised up in three days. It's like, what are you talking about? They, he was leaking all of the, the, he was leaving clues, breadcrumb trail in plain sight. You know, you guys are caught up in the temple, but, uh, you know, I, I'm the ultimate sacrifice. And that was the point and purpose of the temple was to, to again, go down that path again, right above the mercy seat. That's where God said through Moses to the people, I'm going to meet you there right above the mercy seat. When you make that sacrifice, I'm going to be, see, I'm saying all that to say that they knew what, they experienced what they experienced, they heard what Jesus said, but they also weren't completely sure, okay, so what's next? So what do they do? They do what they were doing the day before, and the day before that, and the day before that, what were they were doing? They were going to the temple to pray. Just so happens that the three o'clock prayer that's when sacrifices were to be offered. Don't want to read too much into that. Uh, I get, see, this is a divinely, again, we already know. See, if, if we've been around the block more than once, we already know where we're going with the story. There, but there's, there's going to be a divinely appointed, divine serendipity, if you will. It's just like, okay, it's, it's something's going to, there's going to be something transacted here. Um, what are you saying, Pastor Meeks? What I'm saying is, let's be faithful in the rhythms that have been laid down, even if we don't know how it's going to play out. Say that again. Let's be faithful in the things that we know to do, even though we don't know how they're going to play out. Another way to put it, don't get ahead of God. We, we, have, we have difficulty with that. We, we are prone to get ahead of God. See, see, Peter and John, they didn't know, they didn't know what was going to happen. All they were doing was, I'm going to the temple, it's three o'clock, I'm going to the temple, they're going to make sacrifices, we're going to pray to God. They were in that rhythm. Compare and contrast that to us to today. What kind of rhythm do we have, if any? Well, if I feel like it. Well, if I have time. If it fits with my schedule. What, 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 what are the rhythms of life that we have? What are those markers that we have laid down? What are the, what are, what are the things that, that your family can say, that you can say, family, but you can say, it's like three o'clock, I'm going to prayer. Three o'clock, I'm going to prayer. It's just prayer. You know, the same old people are going to be there and do the same old things. And, you know, it's just prayer. They knew what to do. 
Okay, all right, all right. You say, okay, pastor, I get it. I don't think you do, but we'll, let's, let's, let's push the point. They knew what to do. And the man who was born lame from birth knew what to do too. Every day, he had someone carry him to the gate called Beautiful so he can live. Don't attempt to get ahead of God. Uh, the pattern was established in Exodus 29. That's your homework. You can read Exodus 29. Um, This is what's going to happen at the temple. The man born not being able to walk, he knew what to do. I can't fend for myself. I need help. Uh, so what I know to do is I will have my friends take me to the gate, put me down right there at the gate, where the religious people would pass by, I would see them, they would see me, and uh, I would give, get gifts on the, probably, I, I don't want to read anything into the text, but three o'clock was probably the primary uh, uh, time for prayer. It, you know, that's the best corner coming off the freeway to stand and to ask for alms. Because hopefully the people's hearts were set in such a way that sacrifices, I'm in a mood to give, you know, hey, you know, you know, God likes it when he, when I give, you know, you know, so uh, I'll give. There was business that was getting ready to be transacted here, but it was none of the business that they thought they were going to transact there. Uh, what am I saying? I'm saying that this is a great opportunity. If we didn't know the end of the story, we would, we would, we would see this. We would see, okay, two apostles recently filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, just coming off a great evangelistic, uh, you know, a high, 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 going to the temple to pray, and you've got this guy begging. It's like, man, there's going to be some fireworks going on here. But if we're in the pattern of, oh, well, I can do this, I can do that, you know. Their rhythm, their pattern, their life was, I'm going to pray at three o'clock. What are you saying? Don't grow weary in the rhythms that God has set down for you. You know, uh, you know I'm going to work and it's going to be the same old stuff with the same old people that I can't have stand. And, uh, you know, uh, and I gotta go there again. It's a rhythm. It's a rhythm. It's a rhythm. You know, I gotta go home, and there's good, yeah, and the kids are going, oh man, and the dog, and oh man, it's 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 a rhythm. It's a rhythm. If we're if we're not careful, we'll we'll see those opportunities as problems, things to get through so we can hurry up and get to the point where he's leaping and jumping and all of that stuff. Uh, again, I've shared before, I share now, and this is for, for Jamal uh, and all you Laker fans, whoever you are. Again, big shot Bob Horry. 
You know, Robert Horry. You know, it's where preparation and position come together. I've been prepping for I've been prepping for this opportunity. I've been in this rhythm. You know, people again, they say, I mean, if I'm making that kind of money, maybe I wouldn't complain, but you know, my perspective would be different. But they talk about two a days with basketball players and the and the grind and the and the hard work and the you gotta do it when nobody's seeing you and you're you're just constantly you're giving and giving and giving. Well, they get big bucks, they're supposed to do it. That's what that's what they get paid for. Ah, we give whatever bucks we get, we get. And we have a tough time with it. So I'm not I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut them a little slack. But the preparation was such that Robert Horry is known as Big Shot Bob because he's broken the hearts of so many cities in the NBA. Oh, he's just lucky. It was just a coincidence. The ball just happened to fall to him. He just happened to be in the right. It's like, please. It's like, no. This is my rhythm. This is my pattern. This is what I do. I have prepared for this. So when the opportunity presents itself and the ball is in my hand, I can put up the shot, I can win the game, and everybody, ah, crowd goes wild, and you get the trophy, and you see, again, we want to get to the point where the person is leaping and jumping, and then, you know, but it's like, what about all of that? I don't know. The, the, the text, I believe the guy was 40. Uh, I should have read that part of his age, but he, was, he wasn't a little kid. This guy was born lame, and he did what he did for all his life. This is what I do. This is how I know how to survive. And so, let me just go. Verse 3. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. How many times, text doesn't say, but how many times, more than likely, this, they passed each other? Their rhythm was to go to the temple and pray. Their, this guy's rhythm was to get at the gate and ask for an offering. Uh, had they seen each other before? I don't know. Never? Maybe every day. But I want to believe that this wasn't the first time they had seen each other. Um, and later in the text, we will see that the people knew who this guy was. He wasn't, he wasn't a stranger. Oh, that's the guy that's always on the freeway exit over there on 15th. I know him. Oh, no, I, I know him. He's, he's, he's that guy. Uh, but let's not become so numb or desensitized that we see past people uh, every day. We see situations around us every day. And it's like, okay, I don't look. I don't want to see. I, you don't know what serendipity that God has ordained for that situation at that time. You just don't know. Um, I've shared the story before I share now. Uh, I was on my way, I remember being on my way to the building, and I was at Jamba Juice, and the guy was begging, getting ready to beg for something. And again, my response was just like this, not today. Not today. 
That was so ridiculous. I know. Yes, you can. You can. Pastor Meeks, that's horrible. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And I own that. It was, not today. But his response was better than mine. He said, well, then when is the day? <laughs> not today. When's the day? Oh, don't, don't try and snap back at me. It's just like, oh. <laughs> Listen to the Holy Spirit and respond as he moves you to respond. Uh, empathy is fine. Empathy for most of us, empathy is the motivation why we do what we do. Oh, gosh, I got that little kid there. Oh, I feel so bad. Here's a dollar. Now I feel better. See, that was empathy. Was that the Holy Spirit? I can't, I, I don't know you. I don't know, I'm not the Holy Spirit either. Uh, all I'm saying is that my empathy has its limits because I might just say, not today. But if I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, if I were listening to the Holy Spirit, he may have said, may have said, today is the day. You need to empty out your pockets. You need to do whatever you need to do. And fast forward, I mean, I have... I'm, the light went off so bright and clear that it's like, it has changed my whole, does that mean every time I have an opportunity or someone asks of alms that I give? No, but I am listening. I, I'm listening. It's like, okay, is it today? Is, is this what I'm supposed to do? Oh, they're going to just use it for drugs. Okay, yeah, and don't, don't get into what I use my money for. So I just... <laughs> All I'm saying is empathy has its limits. Let's not be moved by guilt, religious pride, uh, or trying to prove something to God or to others. I'm a good person because I, I broke off a $5 bill to someone on the edge of the freeway. No. Did the Holy Spirit tell you to do that? He, he the Holy Spirit, I guess, I, again, let Give me, give me two minutes to tell the story. Uh, I've shared it with uh, others, share now. Uh, my father had what was the precursor to uh, Jeep, whatever, Jeep Wagoneer, whatever. It was uh, an international, if you guys know what those, those things are, those trucks are. It was new to us. I don't know if it was new, new, uh, but he had it. And one of uh, uh, his parishioners in Bakersfield in Bakersfield, that says a lot. <laughs> in Bakersfield said, well, Pastor Meeks, if you give me that truck, then I can take people to and from church and blah, blah, blah. Because he was otherwise having a, a bicycle and he had a basket and he had a little dog in it. It happened to be a black dog and he named the dog Inky. Why do I remember that? It's not a lot to remember in Bakersfield. <laughs> so my dad gives him the truck. He gives him the truck, the vehicle. Three, four weeks later, he's back on a bicycle with a basket with a dog, Inky, in it. Brother Wes, where's the truck? Well, I sold it. Why? Because it didn't have a basket, and I need a basket for Inky. So I guess my father was silly for doing what he did. Right? So he teach you not to do that. 
See, if the Holy Spirit tells you to do it, you do it regardless of what the outcome is. If for no other reason, if for no other reason that I can share that story with you some 60 years later, this is what happened in Bakersfield. Oh, wow, boy, I would never do that. You're right. You would never do that. I would never do that. But if the Holy Spirit says do that, if he is indwelling you, then you, you got the case of the I can't help it. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I, I think I need to give you this. And it's so many times in, in even the 11 years of City Church, different ones that have come into our circle, not necessarily, but including uh, those, uh, those of you that are, are attenders and members, uh, folks have come to, it's like, I don't even know you, but the Holy Spirit is saying, I need to give you this for ministry's sake. I don't know you, but we receive it. Thank you very much. If nothing else, the building, this building itself. Let me move on. Uh, verse six, then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went into, then he went into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. That had to be an incredible sight. First of all, the, the, the lack of decorum, uh, you know, the, the, this guy's just hopping up and down. I mean, the text is pretty clear. This guy is like crazy. It's like, man, that's, 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 that's too much. Don't want to read too much into the text, but, or, or read, or try and pull too much from the text. But the text does say, Peter reaches his hand, his right hand down and pulls him up. Peter didn't, Peter didn't heal him. So you see, Peter was standing on the authority, the, the name, the power of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by the authority of Jesus. This is not a, well, let me, let me a cup of flour, two cups of sugar, and a little bit of water, and this is the formula. It's not a formula. But with a flat-footed standing on the authority, I know what I know because I do what I do. I know, I just, I, again, I just came from an incredible high that I saw what looked like fire lighting on people's heads and people speaking in different languages. And I, and I saw 3,000 people give their lives to Christ. And now I can say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up. The Holy Spirit healed him, but Peter helped him. There's, there's, there's a mystery. There, there, there's a mystery there. Well, 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 if nothing else, if nothing else, it is Peter meeting the person where he's at. I've never walked before. Again, think of something you've never done before, and then think about doing it. Oh, well, you know, I would have just hopped up myself. And he said, you don't know how to walk. You have no idea how it is to walk. See, again, if we're not careful with our religious perspective, we will look at folks, it's like, what you all need to do is just get straight. 
just straighten up and just, just straighten up and fly right. I never straightened up and flow right. And now you're telling me to be holy. I'm down these are saying. What he needed and what others need is a bit of encouragement from us, not condemnation. It's like, let me, let me, let me help you. Let me, let me walk with you. Let me pull you up. So, so you get, get your footing. You're already healed. You're already healed. The whole, you, you're already healed. But let me help you up. Nah, shoot. Nah, nah, get up. What's the matter with you? Get up. Get up. Come on. Get up. No, let me help you up. If we're not careful, we will, we will just, just project. That's why, I, I'm really getting ahead of myself, but that's why the whole situation with homelessness, people are so, they reached the point, they've reached the point of frustration, and it's like, I don't even care anymore. Get them off the street. I'm tired of looking at what's under, uh, under the overpass at Alhambra and Broadway. I'm tired of X Street. I'm tired of wherever, I'm, I'm tired of B Street. I'm tired, get rid of them. That's where we're at. No, I wouldn't feel that way. Well, don't, ha don't have them live next to you then, huh? So again, we have to be real careful how we look and how we move. Um, the 35th chapter, this is also your homework for today. 35th chapter of Isaiah, read that. 35th chapter of Isaiah. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Uh, it's interesting too, as I read the text, that the, the apostles, they didn't seem to, they, they weren't like, wow! In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up. We don't because we don't believe. We don't. Oh, if I say that, it ain't going to happen. No, it won't. Based on what you just said. No, it won't. No, no, it won't. Uh, maybe, they, maybe they were amazed, but the text doesn't suggest it. Um, the fact that Peter said, look at me. He had to know, the Holy Spirit had to be speaking to him like, okay, we're getting ready, we're getting ready to have an intervention here. Look at me, so I can give you $5? No, look at me. I'm getting ready to give you transformation that you have never experienced before. This is, this, this is, this is transformation, verse nine. I'm, 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 getting, I'm getting there, Sister Jones. Uh, when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. We need to recognize that brokenness is not just here and real, but it's all around us. Um, I've had the opportunity, the, 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 the honor to, 
to, again, I invite you all to look at, uh, look at our website. And we have a podcast series. It's called Race, Culture, and the Church. And uh, a lot of the luminaries, the guests that we've had circle through, uh, the mayor, sheriff, Sacramento County Sheriff, chief of police, council members, different ones have all weighed in on what is the issue for today and tomorrow and next week and probably till God takes us home is homelessness. I am convinced, I, I am convinced that the situation to be fixed has much less about doing housing, education, healthcare, mental health, all of those, I, I, this is just me. You can, you can, you can, Pastor Makes you're wrong. I might be. It's less about that, and it's more about the transformation of heart. And I'm not even talking about their heart. I'm talking about your heart. We have taken on, if we're not careful, we will have taken on the aroma, breathed in the oxygen, whatever example, your metaphor you want to use, of the world that the solution to the problem is, is, is I've, I've, I have the privilege of serving on the Salvation uh, Army Board of Directors for the, for the community. And from time to time, I have to remind the board, you do know where the Salvation Army. I'm just trying to help you, and I, and I say this, I'm just trying to help us, remind us about what we say our call is. The opportunity, there's, 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 don't look at me weird. Um, you do anyway, but that's all right. Silver, gold, jobs, healthcare, it, it, what we have to offer is more, much more. Oh, so you're saying you don't do those things? Did you hear me say don't do those things? I, I didn't say not to do those things. All I'm saying is what we have to offer is more. But as I like to say, you can't give what you don't have. You can't give what you don't have. Sister Meeks wants me to dance so bad. <laughs> Erica, I, 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 she wants me to dance so badly. I just, uh, God, I'm just trying to spare her toes. I'm just, I got two left feet. I just, but, but she wants me to dance. So I, I haven't gone there yet, but here's my, here's my dilemma. I either learn the rhythm of how to dance with Sister Meeks or disappoint Sister Meeks. That's really, that's the choice. I don't, because I sure don't want, I don't want to be dancing with anyone else and I don't want her dancing with anyone else. So I have to figure out the rhythm so that we're in sync so that we can dance and I'm not tripping over myself or stepping on her feet, making a, a whole 
bunch of mess. Um, sin is everything that God that that sin is everything that God intended, but less than what God intended. Intended. Said that horribly, but I'll try it again. What's all around us is less than what God desires. That's what's all around us, all around us, um, physically, spiritually, financially, I mean, financially, physically, mentally, socially. Every, it's like this is not what God intended. See, so now if here, here's, here's the dilemma that most Christians face. Preaching to me, preaching somebody is that we can take a we can have a perspective that well God put me in put me and my family in bubble wrap and I'm going to wait for the eschaton I I got you know that's I mean again that's nothing wrong with it I'm just saying just listen to ourselves that's why we have private schools private this gated that it's like I, I i need to protect myself from all that's around me we're locked in a dance of sorts a physical and spiritual dance that unless we understand the rhythm that the holy spirit is trying to explain to us, this is how you dance in this world. I'll say this and I'm pretty much done. Yeah, I am done. Um, if God, if salvation were the only objective, scratch that, if heaven were the only objective for our salvation. Don't you think God would have put in place a more efficient process? You give your life to Christ, come on home. You gave your life to Christ, come home. Folks just being popped up, you know, and that's why we even have the bumper sticker, be me up Jesus. We want to escape this. And God is saying, no, I put you in here because I need you to dance. Well, I'd rather take Sister Meeks to a place where dancing is going on and just, isn't that beautiful how that couple dances and stuff? How frustrating would that be to God? Oh, I mean, Sister Meeks. I didn't, you weren't, the idea is not for you to come or to be so you can observe and to wait out. The, the, the point of your being, oh God, said it before, I say it again. Uh, again, uh, as, as Rachel, our other, our youngest daughter, uh, reminded me about our youngest daughter who died. Uh, we don't know 
the ultimate reason. But as Rachel said, if her only reason for being for 29 years, if nothing else, it was to usher in salvation to me and my kids. But if we're, but if we're locked into an observing, if we're not dancing, let's just put it that way. Then it becomes, oh, what a, how tragic, wow, what a waste, what, what, oh, uh, 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 you know, and so again, we, 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 we go the bubble wrap route. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying is, are you dancing or are you watching? What are you doing? Are, are, are you dancing or are you watching? Again, Sister Meeks, I, if God spares me before I die, I, I will... Uh, I'll do my best to learn how to dance without stepping on your feet. That should be our heart's desire. God, give me wisdom. Give me the desire to learn how to dance with your Holy Spirit so that people will be able to see what's going on and then when those opportunities, those spiritual serendipity opportunities come up, it's like, I don't have silver and gold. When we moved in to uh, Health Professions High School, for those of you that were here, when we were here in the, in the gymnasium, I cautioned everyone. I said, CV Circle's been here long before we've been here. And it'll be long here after we leave. So don't get caught up in thinking that, and that's why I said uh, last week, even with the, the outward-leaning things that we do, oh boy, that's going to cure the ill for uh, Oak Park because we had an Easter in the Park event. I don't think so. But we do all of these things so that some, a few, maybe just one, will say, what must I do to be saved? That's what, that's what dancing will do. So I invite you to uh, take a spiritual dance lesson. Let's pray. Our Father, our God, again, we just say thank you. Thank you for Christ. Thank you for all that he continues to do for, through, and with us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Just thank you. Father, we so love you and we praise you for two millennia ago how this situation came about to teach us an incredible lesson. Father, let it not be lost on me or others. Thank you, Father. It's Christ's name we pray. Amen.